There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Spark London. We tell true stories. We tell them live. And we tell them all across London. This story was performed by Gigi Hanna. In October 2010. When the theme was saints or sinners. Hi, I'm really nervous because my story doesn't have any uh, prostitutes or uh, (laughs) (laughs) gay church greeters or uh, Russians or anything like that. I'm kind of confused about the girl who gave birth to her own sister, but I'm going to catch up later. But anyway, a few years ago, I decided to find out how my parents and their siblings, that whole generation, got married. Um, We come from a family of Egyptian Coptic Christians, and Copts are just the Egyptian flavor of the Eastern Orthodox Christian Church. And they never get divorced, because it's so hard that they they just don't get divorced. But nevertheless, they, they actually had happy marriages, though they couldn't get divorced. <laughs> um, except, of course, I had a, an uncle who converted to Islam, and, and once he did, he divorced his wife like every week and remarried her just because he could. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I, I went around and asked people, uh, my mom and dad and all their siblings, well, how did you get married? Was it arranged? Did you just meet? Or you know, how did it all happen? So I got a few stories, and then, I, I, to my surprise, my parents' story was the most... Uh, interesting to me. So piecing it together, this is what I found out. So they met in Cairo on their first day of work. Um, And funnily enough, their first day of work was at Barclays Bank, Cairo branch. (laughs) I swear, this is the 50s. And uh, Cairo was still a very beautiful, fun place in the 50s, very cosmopolitan. They met on their first day of work, and Mr. Smith was taking them around and giving them an orientation. My dad had just graduated from college, she was 22, my mom graduated from high school, 18 years old. And uh, immediately, my, my dad fell in love with my mom and tried to charm her, and almost <laughs> as immediately, she fell in hate with him, because uh, his charm skills were not that great, and, and she just, the more he tried, the more she hated him, and, and she was more like, you know, just because you're a man with f- college degree, that doesn't mean you can order me around, you know, and uh, so, but little by little, his subtle, unsophisticated charm won her over, and they started liking each other and dating each other, and they actually went out for, for years. Now, they came from very, very different families. My dad's family was very wealthy, but from a very small town, and they're very conservative Christians. 
my mom's family was the opposite. It came from Cairo, very poor family, but very liberal views. So she and her sisters would go out to masked balls, and they would, they. She started a women's union at Barclays Bank, and and she was playing tennis, and she was tennis uh, champ of her club. Her sister was the ping pong champ of her club, and uh, they just had a ball. And uh, as soon as his conservative family found out that he was dating this, this, this woman who ran around in short white skirts, you know, hitting a tennis ball and working. Uh, they, just, they just said, you know, we don't marry those kinds of people. And you cannot, don't even think about marrying this, this woman. You are, you are forbidden to see her. And of course, in those days, even now, Egyptians do what their parents tell them. And so he was heartbroken. And he requested a transfer. He transferred to this little town with Barclays. And my mom was just the opposite. I mean, she did yoga, and she bounced right back. And, and uh, she was beautiful, too. She actually looks a little bit like Elizabeth Taylor with the spirit of Shirley Temple, that kind of <laughs> spunky. Uh, so she had, you know, she had a, you know, a dozen marriage proposals already. And then she bounced back and decided to be engaged to this guy, Hosni. My dad's name is Saeed. And uh, so he's spiraling downhill in this little town. He's not seeing anybody. He's not seeing his family. She's planning a wedding. And, uh, and time passes. The wedding plans are made. The invitations are sent out. And lo and behold, three weeks before the wedding, a representative of my dad's family comes from this small town of Tanta. He comes over to Cairo, goes to my mom's house, gets on his knees, I think it was my, my dad's brother-in-law, gets on his knees and begs my mom to take my dad back. They had completely had a, a complete turnaround, change of heart. And, and she said, well, well, you guys hated me before. And they said, well, we're, we're, we think he's going to die if you don't go back to him. He's, he's, he's spiraling downhill. He doesn't eat. He doesn't speak to anyone. He doesn't sleep. All he does is go to work and come home. And, and it, we, we actually think he, he will not survive unless you go back. And please, please, please marry. Marry Saeed. <laughs> and uh, of course, my mom, they had been dating 10 years, actually. And my mom, of course, loved my dad. And, but she was engaged to this guy, Hosni. And uh, she didn't know what to do. She was in a quandary. And she, 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 she w went into this craze of what should she do. And her sisters were telling her, you know, God will tell you what to do. They weren't churchgoers, but they were believers. And God was going to tell her what to do. They told her to go pray, and, and, and you will hear the voice of God, and he'll tell you who to marry. So she went and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. She came back and she said, I prayed, I heard nothing. And, and then her sister said, okay, you're just not going about this the right way. What we're going to do, we're going to put Saeed's name in the hat and we're going to put Hosni's name in the hat. So they got a hat and they put the names in the hat. And my sister told, uh, my mom's sister told my mom, Whatever name you pick, that will be who God wants you to marry. Have absolute faith in that fact. <laughs> so my mom, of course, having faith, said, okay. And then she reaches in the hat, picks out a name, and lo and behold, it's Saeed, my dad's name. Now, mind you that if, when I hear this, I, I, I'm shocked. I'm absolutely shocked and appalled that I came this close <laughs> to not being born. Because I, I just, I thought, you know, they were just a couple. They just seemed like this couple for a lifetime. And, and they were this close to not getting married. 
so my mom picks the my dad's name and so because they were poor and because the wedding was you know was already happening so they just switched grooms and that's what they decided to do and in in the 50s the phones weren't working as well as they are today so, so you know they had to kind of tell people by word of mouth it was a huge wedding uh, they they called my dad's side and invited them verbally. They called my mom's side and and told them, you know, there's been a change of groom. <laughs> they called the ex-groom's side and told them not to come. And so, <laughs> so some got the message, some didn't. You know, the phones. Yeah, I think the phones were actually built by Russians. <laughs> so. Um, so, at the wedding, most of the people there actually didn't know who my dad was. <laughs> I mean, like, his side of the family thought, well, why didn't we get invitations? And my mom's side, you know, would just compare the name on the invitation with the name they thought the priest said. Like, oh, that doesn't seem to be the same guy. And then some of the people of the ex-groom didn't get the message and were there. It's like, where is our relative? And like, you know. So, it was very confusing. And... <laughs> anyway, so I, I went around and verified this actually happened. And two years later, I went to Cairo and I stayed with this aunt who, who did this whole hat trick. You know, and, uh, I, you know, I stayed with her, and of course, I asked her how she got married to her husband and wanted to get more details. Tell me, you know, what you know, was it? What was it like really those days? And she said, Oh, that was the most romantic story. You and your dad, your your mom and your dad, and, and yeah, it happened exactly that way, except for, you know when she picked the name out of the hat, um, I actually just put your dad's name in the hat. <laughs> For more stories, head to sparklondon.com. Spark London is produced by Joanna Yates with audio production by Matt Hill at rethinkdaily.co.uk. 